Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art can heal, connect, and galvanize. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Laura W., a fellow Biz Radio host who was the winner of the Asheville Area Chamber of Commerce's Women Up 2022 Best in Business Award and is the founder and CEO of Mosaic Business Consulting. Laura is an experienced consultant, executive coach, and strategist. With more than 30 years of professional experience and 20 plus years of executive experience, she can draw on her background to help others. Her background and expertise make her the ideal fit for working women and minority business owners, coaches, consultants, therapists, healthcare providers, and other service providers. She believes our diverse business pr- businesses provide a critical and beautiful contribution to the business community, and the world needs more women and minority businesses owners to succeed. I brought Laura on to talk about all things business, but first, thanks for being here, Laura. Oh, thanks, Joanna. Yeah, I, I have to say it's, I totally, it's like, whoop, whoop, go women. <laughs> Today's like International Women's That's Day. That's right. So. We are recording this on International Women's Day. It feels appropriate. And you yeah. and I actually met through my contract when I worked at the Western Women's Business Center. So another women's connection. I know. I know. It's all about women. <laughs> Power to the women. That's right. Well, I'm so honored first and foremost, that you have joined the Biz Radio team. We've been starting to do like monthly meetings. And it's just so amazing as solopreneurs or preneurs, you know, just like a staff or two. It's it's amazing to sit together and see each other and be on a team, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, and it's so nice to see people in person. You yeah. know how, I mean, I can't tell you how many times you see a client on Zoom and you've never met them in person. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually run into a client or two for the first time at like a grocery store. (laughs) Yes, I know that feeling. Well, the way my show works, Laura, I know you've got your show and I can't wait to come on soon. But the way my show works is we always kind of wind the clock back and start with talking about how was young Laura inspired to get into business, right? Where was the, where were those threads? How did that even come about to you? Why were you excited to do business and support women in this way? Well, and it's too funny because I was not yet a young spring chicken when I decided to do that one. (laughs) Well, Um, but I imagine your creative way of looking at life like an entrepreneur has probably been embedded in you most of your life, I'm betting. (laughs) Actually, no. It's kind of interesting you say that. Um, I would say what's interesting is that I was brought up to feel like you want to my dad was this guy who worked at a company for umpteen years, right? You, you're loyal to the company and you stay with them and then they get a pension and right. all that good stuff, right? And I think um, it, it was all about safety and security in mm-hmm. funds and money. And and the truth is, is that through the evolution of my journey in career, I finally reached a point where I just wasn't happy doing the things that I was doing. Not that I like in nonprofit for some of the nonprofit stuff I did, I was totally passionate about the cause, but that was no longer carrying me, if you will. Like it was no longer inspiring me enough to say, okay, the doldrums of the job 
are no longer fun. And wow. so I, I pulled out and, and then I took a year off to figure things out. And it was like, I really needed to figure out what do I want to do? And what I really wanted to do was figure out how I can meld the background that I have of, you know, both the education and the work stuff and use those skills. And it's kind of a diversified set of skills and, and use them all so that I can somehow help. I wanted to make sure I was helping. And the irony, which you talk about women, and I was just thinking, <laughs> the irony is when I was a kid, I was a total tomboy and I did not <laughs> like girls. Girls were like a pain in my patootie because <laughs> they, um, they're great, but they, they really, you know, when it came to sports and stuff, they had this girly way of playing and it, it was just not as intense. The guys really knew how to play baseball, football, basketball, you know, all these sports I absolutely loved. And girls just weren't really allowed to play those boys sports very much. And so I really hated being a girl because I wasn't allowed to play. I was playing up to a point and then it was, well, she's starting to become a woman. So I was immediately taken off teams and didn't understand this. And I'm thinking, well, it's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, does it really change my skill set? No, but... Um, and so that's how old I am, an old fart here. And so I felt <laughs> like um, what I really wanted to do was, you know, avoid women. And so in a way, that sort of framed my whole career. And then eventually I started to realize I really like women. Women are pretty doggone amazing. <laughs> and when I work with women in business, I am absolutely blown away by their talents their expertise, their dedication and commitment. They are just amazing and wonderful, wonderful people who really know what they're doing. And um, and I really want to help them. I really want to advance their careers, advance their businesses, and, and give them fulfillment where I can, you know. Mm. I love that so much. Well, can we talk a little bit about some of the experiences you did have in the nonprofit world that help you now as an entrepreneur? I'm sure people, you know, are curious, what did you learn when you were in these other professional <laughs> corporate worlds that you now well, implement now? <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've done a lot of different things. I've worked in, you know, um, the flipping the burger thing, becoming a waitress, um, working in hotels, cleaning hotel rooms. Um, I've done the working in healthcare for a decade. Mm-hmm. I also worked in universities and teaching at universities for many years. And then I have also worked in retail and I've worked in nonprofits. So this plethora of things that I've done has really informed my interest in doing this job. Um, and so in the nonprofit world, it was about gaining an understanding of not only the job functions that I did, but also understanding people that I would not have necessarily known about and their worlds and their experiences and getting an opportunity to 
share that journey with them in some ways. So and reflect that back to them and say, here's what I've gathered along my journey. So what were some of the specific skill sets, right? Because you have a niche, you really prefer to stay in some of the operations and admin. And so let's talk about how you kind of decided to to niche down and focus on some of those worlds with the specific clients you do. Yeah, so the therapist in me, which I was a former therapist. <laughs> right, you forgot that part too. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, well, whatever. There's probably a few like careers I went in your into past. music initially, right? I studied music. Nobody would know that. And then I went to tennis because that makes complete sense, right? <laughs> um, but but I think the the when I was thinking about the therapist in me likes to ask questions. So when I was, you know, in college and getting the grad degrees and stuff, part of that was the research part of me likes to ask questions, likes to delve further and deeper. And so there's that part that really helps to inform my coaching right now when I do coaching. Um, When it comes to the nonprofit, I really love the strategic planning. I love the I love to plan, help people plan so that they have goals that they can hit and objectives that help them reach those goals so that they have smaller little successes. And then they can realize, oh, I can do this, you know? Right. (laughs) And so that's, I think that's part of that whole thing is that making sure that they know how they're going to get to where they want to get. Yeah, because the idea of, building a business, especially when it's in that ideation stage or even dream form, Mm. is really terrifying. And like you've said, you know, you've placed a million hats, I've put a million hats on my head. And that's how we learned in a lot of ways, all these skill sets it takes to be Mm. a successful entrepreneur. So I, I love the strategic planning too. And you and I have some of that big picture visioning and that mental health background in common. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. You and I work with different populations at times, but we have a pretty similar take on how we do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I would say in some ways you're you're better at it in certain ways because <laughs> you've got this whole marketing um, frame that you can put on things. Me and marketing strategy is fun, but I don't have the marketing <laughs> like the implementation mechanisms that you have to have in place yeah. to, to make things happen. And so I like to develop the, like the big picture strategy of how they're going to spend the next 12 months, let's say yeah. in their marketing journey and figure out, you know, is it even feasible? Cause right. you get these people who say, well, I'm going to make a post every day and I'm going to on social media and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do yeah. that. And I'm going to go to these meetings and I'm like, Okay, but they meet at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And you're one human with two kids or, you know, 24 hours in a day. Hopefully some of those are sleeping. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So it is kind of one of those things where you have to figure out, you know, um, what's the scenario for folks? And, 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 and also meeting, meeting them at where they're at right now. Yeah. Which is part of that coaching thing where, you're not trying to go backwards in time, but you need to know the, the, the motivations for them and what, what's going to drive them, what's going to carry them so that they can tap into that when they're feeling low. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that there's a lot of people, women, artists, like a lot of people who come tune into biz radio us, not sure exactly what coaching is, you know, business coaching, 
executive coaching or whether they need it or not. So maybe you could just break that down a little bit since that is so much of what you do. Obviously, you do strategic planning and other things, but I think helping people understand the coaching and executive coaching is really important. Yeah, and I would say in in brief, what I do, I compare consulting and coaching. And so coaching is a way for us to ask the necessary questions that allow a person to come up with the answers for themselves. That in general, coaches feel that the person has those answers in themselves mm-hmm. and knows their own journey, knows how they want to move forward or if they want to move forward or when they want to move forward and what those pictures are going to look like for themselves. But for a consultant, the consultant says, it's clear that this person doesn't have the knowledge and it doesn't mean that they're dumb. It just means they don't have this piece of information. And so I'm going to impart that piece of information to them and allow them to then figure out via the coaching again, how they want to incorporate that information to move forward. Mm. Woo, I love that explanation. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it really does break it down. And like you said, <clears throat> people sometimes think they either need coaching or consulting. What I'm hearing you speak loud and clear about is how they really work together, right? All of my oh, consulting yeah. packages that I sell, which are always individualized, each person has their own needs. They always have some form of coaching, right? Or at least meetings, whether I call mm-hmm. it coaching or not. And we're going to discuss those questions and answers for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I think that, you know, there's mentoring, there's, um, whatever there's you know there's being a therapist and yeah real therapy (laughs) yeah it's not therapy it's not therapy we're not going back in time i'm not going to be looking at old patterns and that kind of a thing i might be looking at current patterns and i might even say as a coach we're not going to focus on those patterns what we're going to focus on this is on the solution because there are some patterns that you can't really change they are a person they're part of that person and it and it's like, I don't want to try and make that person change. I right. Say, we want to work with that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And In say, our coaching, we use um, learning styles and we've kind of broken it out a little broader than some of the psychological perspectives. Um, and we mm-hmm. allow each person to start with that idea, right? What style do you want to receive information, to give information? And then we build an entire business around those concepts, right? Because like you just said, Laura, you have skill sets, but the tools for marketing is where, you know, the deficits hit. Well, we build the business around the strengths and the challenge areas. And that's what really builds a sustainable business. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think that there are so many parts to a business, hence the mosaic. Yes, you know, I love that. It's like, to me, the mosaic is is putting these pieces together, not only of the business, but of the person. Because as a person owns a business, not only do they have to learn all about those different pieces, but then they have to learn about the pieces within themselves that improve themselves or allow them to gain, you know, find strengths they didn't know they had or become the leader that they didn't know they can become and, you know, learning new skill sets for themselves. So in a way it's a mosaic of that and, and them as well. Mm. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Well, I do want to spend at least a couple minutes talking about any events or projects you're working on. You're excited about what's coming up for you right now. Yeah. So um, on March 28th, 
I'm super excited because on March 28th, I'm actually um, presenting at Woman Up, which is under the Asheville Area Chamber. And it's a great series on um, how to really, how, how we as women can learn to move into our own strengths and our own power, if you will, and become better and and stronger together rather than feeling like we're fighting and trying to figure everything out on our own, we can actually move forward together. And it's really kind of cool. Um, and this one's going to be called be fearless, own your power. Mm-hmm. So here comes the power again. And it's, it's about imposter syndrome, which some people will say they don't have. And ironically, every time I've done the, done a, a, a little workshop on it, People, I inevitably have somebody who says, oh, I don't know. I don't have work. You know, I don't do that. Um, (laughs) I don't have that. And sure enough, like five minutes into it, oh, I do have it. Oh, yeah, I got it. (laughs) Well, and understanding that imposter syndrome is inevitably going to come up in those areas you feel more challenged in. Like we were just talking about the areas you're more weak in. So it doesn't mean that you feel like a business imposter. It might mean like, oh, gosh, I don't want my face on video. Or, oh, gosh, I hate the way my voice sounds, which means maybe I don't sound as educated in my mind, right? There's always going to be those, like you said, those ties and threads. And while therapy is something completely different, the idea of learning how to understand and work with yourself, we call it neurohacking in my business, you know, and and we really love the idea of like connecting the brain and the body so you can perform optimally, right? And it's not our job to pull out the traumas and and work through those, but it is our responsibility is as entrepreneurs, as women to really identify where we can continue to grow and be more successful and, and get out of those moments of imposter syndrome. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, I hate this or sharing it with your colleagues or friends and getting everyone else being like, oh, I hate video too. Or, oh my gosh, my voice sounds awful. You know, like all of the support where you're like, oh, right, we're human. Our brains are actually trained to categorize and judge everything we do. And we have to work against that truthfully. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so true. So true. And it's hard because, you know, you want to, you really want to, it's hard to own let's rephrase it's hard to own and be accountable for yourself mm. because it means facing those things we don't want to see about ourselves yeah but the truth is for example i might know how to implement marketing i hate implementing marketing that does <laughs> not mean that i'm weaker right it just means that it's not my forte why should i have to do it then and there's you know? this conversation too you know i talk a lot about ego in business and knowing that you have to have a sense of self, but there's a spectrum. There's over ego where, again, you might be telling yourself, I don't have imposter syndrome, where there's other parts (laughs) that might be under there. And then there's that ego less, like, oh, I'm not worthy or I'm not good at that part and trying to stay right in the middle, right? Mm. You said, Laura, like, I don't have to be great at this part of business. Like, we do not have to be perfect at every single thing in business to be a good business owner, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the truth is none of us can really know all of it. You could know it all, but first of all, who wants to hang out with you? And then (laughs) secondly, it's like knowing it all does not like, like I say, knowing how to implement does not mean I want to implement. And I think that's when you say, okay, I can delegate that out. I can outsource that. And um, as an entrepreneur, we need to know that that's something we're going to outsource or we're going to hire somebody to do that function for us. 
And and having those things built into your business, like you were saying, with strategic planning, makes it a little easier when you have those really hard days. Or you say, guess what? I'm choosing to do all the social media until I can afford to hire someone, right? There's motivation, there's goal setting, there's all these ways that you can kind of work towards towards exactly. making the dream business you want, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, even time management, I find, is one of those big mm, ones. The huge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I have I have a whole thing now, a new thing on how to do time management effectively. So Ooh, that's exciting. Oh, well, no. for anyone who is curious to learn if they want to work with you, how to work with you, how would people get in touch with you or reach out? Yeah. So there's um, one thing I can say is there's a new masterclass series I've got going. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And so if people so are exciting. interested to build their business. Yeah. And then the other thing is if they want to reach me, they can contact me at... Um, well, they can go to the website at mosaicbusinessconsulting.com or they can go to and email me at Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at business, mosaicbusinessconsulting.com. <laughs> um, and um, they can go and catch me on uh, LinkedIn with Laura Wagenknecht, W-A-G-E-N-K-N-E-C-H-T. <laughs> That's why I didn't even attempt to try and say it. I, I know. it in my mind, but I was like, I'm not even going there today. <laughs> Everyone calls me Laura W. Laura W. (laughs) Laura, thanks so much for being here and for being a biz radio friend and colleague. I'm just really grateful for you. Love it, Joanna. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been great. Absolutely. And as always, this is Art Heroes with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for tuning in and please connect by visiting bizradio.us. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.